Welcome back to the Spook House. Hope you're doing well. My name is Phil. You all know my co-host, Doug, the pasta assassin, Galliardo from Long Island. What's up, man? I be shooting out laser beams out of my linguine all day. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that's supposed to mean. I thought you were going to be like, and my co-host, Doug, adjusting his fucking laptop as soon as he hits record. Galliardo. I realized I didn't have a nickname for you as soon as I hit record. I was like, oh, <laughs> anything with pasta always works. Shooting pasta like Spider-Man. That'd be cool. Just got the linguine on my wrist. I would love a linguine shooter. You just shoot it into my mouth <laughs> or shoot it into other people's mouths. That'd be that'd be great. Oh, so what's uh, what's new, man? Uh, I know we're going to talk about some horror news, but. Tell me about that burger joint you went to the other day. It's like a haunted the theme. Bur- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Where's that place located? It's in, it's in Farming, Farmingdale, New York. You want the zip code, too? Um, yeah, address, coordinates, everything. One one, yep. Social security number, tax ID, yeah. all that. Uh, no, no, it's in, um, it's like 20 minutes away from here. So Farmingdale, uh, that's the town that it's in. How come we didn't um, go? I didn't know about this place. We didn't have a car. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but we—you <laughs> definitely don't want to walk there. That you will be there in like two days. But also, ironically, I don't know if that's the right, the right, the correct usage for that word. But Farmingdale is the same town that uh, has Peter Steele's grave. Uh, in Ooh, it. that I would like to visit. So next time you come out here, we'll definitely make sure we have a vehicle. Uh, we go borrow my dad's car or something like that. And uh, we could head over there. But uh, yeah, it's just this really cool hamburger spot. Not even just hamburger spot. It's called Haunted House of Hamburgers. But they have steak sandwiches. They got burgers. They got the crispiest french fries. And honestly, dude, it's kind of cool to see. Because it's like like they have a bar and stuff in there for like parents. Because it is a kid's place. Oh, really? Like it is straight up. Like the two times I went there, there were huge parties like kids birthday parties and, sh- and shit like that kind of like chuck e cheese except the animatronics have fucking it's like a haunted chuck e cheese like a seat over their face what it's like a haunted chuck e cheese yeah it's like five nights at freddy except they actually don't like murder children i have no idea what five nights at freddy's is i think it's like a northern thing right that's a video game that's a video game why yeah. did i think it was a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> I've always seen that name around. I'm like, what the hell is this? I was like, Northern. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's universal. Everyone can get it. <laughs> well, now I know. Shit. That's another thing we can bring. They're thinking about, uh, well, Blumhouse is developing a movie based on the video game Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, all right. Maybe they should open a it's restaurant. Like, honestly, they should. Get that Blumhouse it's burger. Pretty, it's pretty much. Yeah, it's if if you go here, it's pretty much like that, except without the creepy like animatronics. It's all like uh, there's like murals on the wall. Um, it's dark and it's like dine in the dark style, so there's no lights, um, except in the bathroom. That's cool, man. Yeah, we'll definitely go next time. I would love to check out Peter Steele's grave too. Big yeah, big we got typo it. Well, fan. I'm, you're a big typo fan. Moderately, I got into him kind of late. It's one of those bands always. Knew a couple songs growing up and never really delve into the discography, but I listened to October Rust start to finish one day and I was like, damn. October, that's the album that I heard. 
again, I'm not like I don't even I wouldn't even call myself a moderate fan fan. Like I like what they do. I just can't like you know some bands you just can't fully get into. Like if they're on, I won't skip it. Sure. If they pop up on the shelf, uh, I'll enjoy it. But like I don't know, their songs are super long and droning. So I can get behind Typo Negative way over Deftones. Why'd you have to go there, man? I was. <laughs> It's like, oh, we haven't we haven't brought up Deftones in a while. I feel like we brought it up on the last podcast. Did we? I feel like something either comes up between Malignant and Halloween or Deftones. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, well, Doug. Just can't help yourself. Just can't help it. Uh, so, I figured we would knock out a few news topics before we jump into our Renfield review. Before we sink our fangs into oh. it. Oh. Hey, 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 you know, they call me the fucking pun prince over here. <laughs> no, nah, they don't do that. Uh, yes, I am so down to talk about uh, whatever horror news that we got. Because this month is pretty stacked in movies. Yeah, it is. I'm seeing Evil Dead tomorrow night catching a kind of early showing at the Alamo. So I'm pretty stoked about that. It's great that the Alamo is doing that advanced screening because mm-hmm. like wide release is friday so you're gonna have a lot of time to sit with it yeah before the general public uh gets their own consensus of it i'm i'm pumped for you i can't i can't wait more more so if i'm excited about the movie i'm more so excited about what you're gonna think about it. well that's adorable and i won't spoil <laughs> anything for you um yeah it kind of crept up on me i just remember today i was like oh shit Going to see Evil. Imagine you fucking missed it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty stoked for it. I've heard nothing but good things so far. I am. Yeah, set set ten reminders, Grandpa. Overseeing the trailer. My God. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. The movie just needs to come out already. just, Just come out already. All right, let's jump into the first news topic. Hit it up. Speak no evil. James McAvoy starring in Blumhouse horror remake releasing summer. 2024 a remake of last year's terrifying danish horror movie uh did you ever see it it's on shutter no uh when you said speak no evil i thought it was the mia farrow one from like the 80s or 70s well that would make more sense than to remake a movie that came out last year but hey I, i but hey i feel like hollywood uh, executives think it's like a loophole to remake foreign films that are like recent because yeah. they did that with um what's that vampire let the right one in yeah uh they did with they did it with that they remade that and it came out like a year prior um the original came out a year prior to when they remade it um did you see speak no evil i did and just a quick synopsis for everybody that has it. In the original 2022 movie, a Danish family visits a Dutch family they met on a holiday. What was supposed to be an idyllic weekend weekend slowly starts unraveling as the Danes try to stay polite in the face of unpleasantness. Um, I thought this movie was... It made me so uncomfortable. It's, wait, this is the one. That's the one. Wait, so you did see it? No, I was going to say, because I was, you told me to yeah. watch it because you were, you felt very uncomfortable yes. and I was like, I'll watch it. And then I never did. Ah, uh, well, you can watch it tonight. As soon as I'm done with uh, my rewatch of Evil Dead 2013. So I know a lot of people 
saw a lot of people that kind of hated it. And I can see their frustration with the ending. That's all I'll say. But as far as everything else, like the acting and the just the atmosphere of the movie, it made me so uneasy. I was like crawling in my seat. I was like, God, I'm like sweating because I'm just so trapped in this movie right now. I thought it was really isn't good. It, isn't it death? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying I thought it was really good. I, I remember you saying, like, texting me about it and saying that you haven't felt that uncomfortable, I think, during a movie since, like, Hereditary. That's true. Or still st- uh, I, do, I do remember the moment. I just didn't watch it. Still stand by that. Uh, do you think it warrants a remake, though? Not really, no. Even though James McAvoy is a good actor. Yeah, I just don't see the point, other than to Americanize it. Yeah, it kind of takes away... kind of takes away... I feel like when the American remakes kind of happen kind of takes away the whole essence of the original movie. Like I saw the movie inside, which we've talked about before. Yes. I never saw the original. Oh, I saw, I only saw the American remake and I thought that was pretty twisted, but you said the original is like light. So we're reversed there. I love the original. I've seen it like, I don't know, five or six times over the years, have it on DVD. Never saw the remake. I, I mean, it's, it, I thought it was really good, but I think upon, because I did this too with Pet Cemetery. I saw the remake first, Oof. and then I watched it last uh, two weeks ago, and I was like, "Wow, the remake kind of sucks." Yeah, a lot. Um, oh yeah, what'd you what'd you think of Pet Cemetery? We never even talked about that. We didn't. Oh, uh, not up here. Oh shit! Uh, I loved it. I thought it was again. You keep recommending me these classic movies that I that I need to that I need to have in the vault up there fucking great i mean i the one thing that stood out to me and it might be a little off the beaten path of what i realized with the movie i just like the use of like silence in the movie like they there wasn't a lot of like you know pulsating like a pulsating score or anything like that or a lot of music Uh it just kind of lets you like feel the atmosphere and like I'm big on atmosphere and like it immersed me in the movie. So I was like, all right, I'm invested. It was, it was scary. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't full on scared, but I was like, yeah, this is kind of really messed up. Uh, and like good drama stuff too, with like the dad, I forgot his name, just like wanting, he just like the guilt, the guilt, like really like mm-hmm. suckered him into this whole like ritualistic thing of bringing the dead back to life. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Fucking great. I'm so mad at myself that I haven't seen it. <laughs> that I, haven't, I haven't watched it sooner. Yeah. You know, go down that road. Damn trucks drive up that, and down that road. <laughs> <laughs> that, that accent yeah. is absolutely insane. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that movie's great. Um, might be like Stephen King's darkest movie. It does have a very dark vibe to it. It's yeah, very nihilistic. Like it's not a happy ending. No, it's brutal. Yeah. It's pretty uh it's like hauntingly romantic in a way because he wants to bring his loved ones back, but he can't see that it's probably not it's it's not for the best. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, sometimes honestly, I don't know about what you think about maybe we could do like a maybe like a Stephen King retrospective because there's so many like movies. Oh, so many. Yeah. Of his, like, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, the boogeyman. Um, 
Oh. But yeah, honestly, I think they're like hit or miss. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're handled by just different directors, writers. Yeah. So. All depends on who's uh, who's got their hands in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but glad you saw Pet Cemetery. I love that movie. Yeah, it was wonderful. I could uh, definitely uh, going in the rewatch category, just like Lost Boys. I mean, they even, you know, spoiler alert, but the 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 trucker scene. I'll just say that when kids flying the kite. I mean, yeah, it's like wow, they went there. And that was like that's nineteen eighty nine. I just recently watched. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, the sequel to Fright Night. You know what? I've never seen Fright Night too. I've tried searching for it numerous times on Roku because I I don't have it on VHS and I just can't find it anywhere. I'll uh because that's where I never found it anywhere aside from I think it was in like a lot of tapes that I bought and I watched it uh for the first time on tape. Uh, so I'll lend you my copy if you want. Yeah, um, please. I've been it's wacky as fuck. I've been trying to watch that movie for so long. And I know, really? yeah, and I know Tommy Lee Wallace directed it. Uh, yeah, who worked on the original Halloween and directed the It miniseries. He's a cool guy. Yeah, did um, um, yeah, didn't he do Season of the Witch too? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll mail that shit over to you. Um, it's honestly, it could have been like a different movie. <laughs> oh, really? It's it that could, different. It still has like William Ragsdale in it and stuff like that. Um, it was just weird. It was just like, it could have been like, there's Fright Night and then like someone else's, uh, depiction of Fright Night, like Fright, Fright Night 1A or something. Right. Could have been, uh, it was just weird. It's not bad. Definitely not the first Fright Night, but yeah, something different, different flavor. Nothing will ever be the first Fright Night. In my top five, I think. My top five is ever fucking changing, but... Hey, and you know what? I know you're going to hate me for saying this. The remake, not that bad. Not Disgusting. That... It's it's fun. Tony Collette, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, unfortunately, she got suckered into doing that pile of trash. It's a good cast. They have good chemistry together. And aside from the not Russell Brand magician guy... What is that? I don't know. What even is that? It was like they saw Chris Angel's Mind Freak and was like... Yeah, that that totally works for Jet for um uh for that type of character. Uh what's his name? Uh Peter Vincent? There you go, Peter Vincent. Yeah. But I thought Colin Farrell was good at it. Doug's don't. shaking his head. I don't care. I think Colin Farrell is a bum. Dude, get out of here. No, you, you can't just call straight up bum. He's a good actor. Come on. You talk about fucking Melissa Barrera being wooden. Hey. Colin Farrell owns the Home Depot <laughs> that the pieces of wood are in. Dude, and I loved Colin Farrell in uh, in Batman uh, as he played the Penguin. Uh, that was great. I haven't seen a movie. This is me. Maybe it's just me. Apparently it's just me because the Academy loves him. Everyone loves him. I don't see it. I don't think he can fucking act like at all. All right. The well. Fuck? You stated your piece. Yeah, my door was just like creaking open. Somebody, <laughs> Colin Farrell's coming to attack Doug. I was like, uh, <laughs> is he going to fucking Banshees and Sharon out of here? I've been wanting to watch that. I still love you, Colin. Uh, just ignore Doug. All right. <laughs> I think, hold on. Let me set the record straight <laughs> here. Set it straight. Let's hear it. I think he's a great person. I watched him in interviews. I think he's a lovely guy. 
Acting, not so much. All right. That's hey. just my personal hey, opinion. Hey, fair enough. We we all have our opinions. Um, I got some well, opinions about the movie we're going to talk about later. I honestly can't wait. Because just to preface this a little bit, me and Phil haven't fully talked about the movie. We haven't talked about Renfield to the, to the fullest. Yeah, not to the fullest. We've, we've talked about it, but like we haven't gone into grave detail. Yeah. I gave you like a solid paragraph, but hey, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it. All right, ready for the next topic? Hit it up, Daddy O. Filming underway on Ty West Maxine, starring Mia Goth. Thank God. Still not a release date, but let's see. It's April now. So they did post, I don't know if you saw them post the second picture of the license plate, but it says in the left-hand corner, yeah. October. Oh, look at you. Good catch. I got them eagle-eyes sometimes. Some, a lot of the times I'm dumb, but on that I was like, it has to be October. God. Otherwise it wouldn't be like that. Has I to hope be. so. Because I think the October lineup as of now is kind of dry. Unless there's something I'm missing. The Exorcist remake. Oh, Reboot, yeah. prequel, sequel, threequel, whatever. Yeah, we got that. And I don't know. I'm sure there's something else. But yeah, we need some heavy hitters for October. And that's going to be like a fun, just not throwaway, throwaway is the wrong word, but just a fun, no nonsense slasher. And I feel like that's going to be it. Maybe. It seems like they're going like 80s camp with this. Well, Mia Goth said it's the best script of the three by far. It's going to be the best movie of the three. Wow. It's the biggest story of the three with the highest stakes. And Maxine has gone through so much at this point. So when we find her in this new world, she's a force to be reckoned with and goes through some pretty wild adventures. I'm looking forward to it, man. I want to see the 80s aesthetic. Yeah, I I think because Ty West is such like a horror fan and such like a <clears throat> you could tell he just pours his heart out in every script that he writes. Like he just you could just tell he loves making movies because uh, of like all the all the homages to like you know, 70s slasher or like the old paranormal ghost stories in some of his other movies. And uh, like, well, he really like, he really cares about the writing. So it seems like this is just going to be, and this is a trilogy. So the high stakes thing kind of makes sense because everything's being wrapped up in this movie. Uh, I hope, I hope that I feel like this movie might have a bigger budget than the other two. And sometimes that kind of dampens the story a little bit because uh, like of the spectacle type of deal. But I, I hope not. I don't think it is because so far they've done a pretty solid job. Did you like X or Pearl better? X. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I was a, more of a fan of Pearl because that slow burn just descent into madness. And X is, I mean, they're both great. Yeah. It's just like taste at that point. I just like that 70s slasher vibe of X. You know, it was disgusting. Yeah. It was like gross. Yeah. Especially, uh, I mean, Jenna Ortega, the whole cast, like just destroyed it. Yeah. And I mean, I like Pearl as well. Actually need to see that again. I haven't seen it since the theaters. I think it's uh, you rented for three bucks on Amazon. Three bucks. Hey, three bucks ain't bad. Three bucks is worth it, Get baby. A slice of pizza and a soda with that. Right. Yeah. What year are you living in? 1955? <laughs> Always. You got some fucking nerds rope with that money. 
<laughs> nerds rope. Yeah. <laughs> nerds rope. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Beavis and Butthead over here. Um, yeah, so October. Hopefully. October. We're crossing up we're crossing our fucking our eighties mullets. Yeah. I just I'm stoked to see like the cinematography, the costumes, the music. That's what he nailed so perfectly on X and Pearl to go to two different time periods and just nail everything in terms of aesthetic, including yeah, including a great script. I mean, everything was just done so well. So to see him in this he, 80s world, very intrigued to see what he's going to do. Especially for me and you, we love 80s horror movies and so many other people loves like the uh, they love the campy 80s horror stuff and Ty West I believe said he's like kind of drawing from a lot of like old video nasties mm-hmm. in this uh in this movie so like to get something like that in 2023 I'm fucking hyped. All right, Doug, you might like this one. Insidious the Red Door, that's what it's called. That's my shit, baby. A direct sequel to the first two movies. The story is set 10 years after the end of Insidious 2 where Patrick Wilson heads east to drop off his son off at an idyllic ivy-covered university. However, Dalton's college dream becomes a nightmare when the repressed demons of his past suddenly returns to haunt them both. So, we're going to scream to it. You know? <laughs> what's what's um, the demon in Insidious? What's what's the the new metal-looking guy? The demon? Oh, the, the Red Rocket dog yeah. monster? <laughs> uh, I don't know if he actually has a... Na- oh, well... There's that guy, and then there's like the bride that haunts, uh, you know, Patrick Wilson's character when he was like a young boy. Oh yeah, that's right. Came, which was, I, you're not a big fan of Insidious, right? Not really. I mean, it's got cool moments, some nice camera tricks, but just kind of generic to me. Man, and I'm so, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm not trying to convince you. Middle yet. lane, just, <laughs> just James Bond just cruising, just doing. It's pretty good, you know. He's doing the speed limit. He's doing the speed. He might. He's not doing anything edgy. He's not going eighty in the in the second he lane. He might get above five every now and again. Uh, otherwise, he's just cruising. But just when just when you think he's about to go, he's at seventy nine. He's going eighty. He's like, oh no, I'm going to pull back. Yeah. I'm gonna... Sometimes, yeah. There's a lot of traffic up ahead. I'm going to go <laughs> go to the right side. Um, no, but I thought when I first saw Insidious, like that whole storyline, especially. Insidious 1 and 2, how they kind of, you can't have one without the other because the storylines weave in and out of each other so much with like the astral projection stuff Mm -hmm. and kind of like, again, spoiler, if no one's seen Insidious, uh, when Patrick Wilson's character from like the um, from the pet from the future is like knocking on the door. Yeah. Trying to warn like future Patrick, like that shit, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just sometimes I'm easily pleased, but I was like brilliant, genius. It is pure that genius. That was cool. I'll give you that. I get the style of directing in that movie was kind of generic, you know, nothing, you know, a little more on the action heavy side, but like super creepy. And the jump scares are really effective in that movie. I think good score. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Wilson and Roseburn anchoring those performances. Uh, I, I think it's some Insidious one and two are some of my favorite 2010s horror movies. So I'm hyped 
especially after Insidious uh, 3 and 4, which didn't have, they didn't follow like the Dalton family. Uh, I'm hyped to go back to that and see. Uh, and Ty Simpkins, who played the uh, his son in the movie, is now like a grown ass man who was in The Whale. And he's actually like a solid actor. So hey, he was in The Whale. We're going to get more gravitas. Uh, he was in The Whale. Yeah, what? Uh, was oh the old the only other guy besides Brendan the, Fraser the in, Christian the, guy? in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'll watch it. I'll go in with an open mind. I just I don't like Insidious as much as you. No, I'll give but James Wan think... this. He can craft a good jump scare like nobody's business. If you're like, all right, James, you got three minutes. Make this scene work. Come <laughs> up with something that'll make you jump. He's great. I like how you just gave him the kill Tony treatment. Like, all right, you got 60 un- uninterrupted <laughs> minutes to do a jump scare. All right, go. And I'm just sitting on the side of the stage. Boring. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. Like, yeah, what the fuck happened? <laughs> no, I mean, he knows how to work the camera and knows how to trick the audience. Does it say who's writing this movie? Because if Lee Winnell is still attached to it. I know Patrick Wilson is directing, obviously, uh, which is also going to be great. Uh I think him behind the camera because he knows the characters pretty well and knows the story. I think mm. he's going to be heavily invested in, uh, in how everything looks. So that's going to be fun. Cause I don't even think, I think James Wan just might be producing because Patrick Wilson's directing. Yeah. I don't see who the writer is, but good for Patrick Wilson. He deserves it. He's just always, he's just a solid actor. Just turn middle lane. Nah, he's, you know what? Put him in the fast lane. Like this guy. This, uh, now you're changing your mind. He's changing gears. Just like I changed my mind. He's a, <laughs> he's driving stick, baby. He's got that Jeep Wrangler stick. So I think you have one more news topic. Yeah, uh, let's do Kinda it. Kind of leads uh, into our topic of discussion. Yeah, since we are talking about Dracula, um, I don't think you heard about this movie until I brought it up to you. I honestly didn't hear about it. Until I saw Fandango post a trailer of it, which I didn't watch. Um, It's called The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which apparently um, it's taken out of Bram Stoker's Bram Stoker's Stoker Bram Bram Stoker. That's a hard name to say. Bram, I keep saying Bam Stroker, (laughs) which sounds like a Viva La Bam like porn star spinoff. God, I hope not. Uh, (laughs) But we definitely don't need that now or ever. Uh, but yeah, Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula novel, but it's one chapter of it. So it's basically like Dracula on a boat. Andre Overdahl is uh, directing it, who did Autopsy of Jane Doe, which you keep telling oh, me to watch. yes. Yeah. That and uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which you also did. Um, that's I don't really know much about the movie. I didn't watch the trailer. All I know is that it's taken out of one of the chapters of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And... I don't know. It could be. I don't know how they're going to draw out one chapter to a movie. Yeah. Uh, do you want to watch the trailer real quick? <laughs> let's, let's fire that bad boy up. Yeah, hang on. Let me uh, plug my headphones into my little... Since Dracula is so hot right now, it seems like everyone... Yo, do you remember? I don't know how well you remember this because I honestly didn't. I was doing... Um... Dracula dead and loving it. <laughs> Le- Solid movie. Leslie Nielsen. I mean... <laughs> Honestly, if we're talking about one of the best depictions of Dracula, gotta throw Leslie Nielsen in there. Yeah. Um, do you remember that Netflix came out with a Dracula series in like 2020? I don't think so. 
No. It was very short-lived. Um, all right. That's something you'd skip. I got the trailer pulled up here. You ready? Let's do it, baby. The Demeter on charter from Romania to London. Shipping private crates. Contents unknown. Out at sea with no land in sight. This here is Clemens. He's a doctor. You dress like a learned man. University of Cambridge. I know my way around the boat. Our charter has agreed to pay a bonus for timely arrival in London. Let me show you the ship. This here is Huckleberry. We don't come with like this to give the use clear. To me, it's a fine boat, no doubt. Looks like a bite. Search the ship everywhere. Evil is on board. Powerful evil. God, that was a long trailer. Okay. Feel like we just watched the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh wow. Uh Midnight Mass. Talk about Midnight Ass. That does not look great. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it looked too bad. They they should have chilled with that smashing pumpkin song. Like, wow, can you be more on the nose? We get it. It's a movie about vampires. Billy Gorgon says vampires. Yeah. The audience knows it's about a vampire. You don't need to go any further. It's fine. Well, there's that whole trend of taking a popular song from back in the day and doing this redux version of it with just the isolated vocals and set to some dramatic drums. They could have put a Kesha song in there. I would have enjoyed it a lot more than the Smashing Pumpkins song. Is redux a word? Pretty sure it is. It is a word. I don't know how it's pronounced. It might be redux. I don't know if I use it improperly. Sorry, I guess. I don't know. You know what I mean? Apologize to the French. It sounds like a French word. <laughs> Redux. Redu- um, Redux. I mean, it looks great. Looks great. Yeah. I mean, like the the look <laughs> of the movie. Not- oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like I mean, the dude is a very accomplished director. Uh, I mean, scary stories. I didn't see scary stories. I didn't either, but I've seen the autopsy of Jane Doe like five times, including a few weeks ago. 
rewatched it and man talking about a creepy ass movie that has some well-crafted skin crawling jump scares gets a little silly towards the end but it's really good highly recommend that yeah this movie looks like it's not gonna have that but i'll hold judgment until we actually see it i mean it it looks like it's gonna be a short movie because it's just like basically a boat trip it's like boat trip with dracula (laughs) minus uh um whoever the fuck is in that movie Horatio Sands and Cuba Gooding Jr. Who was in that movie? Oh, oh. <laughs> boat trip. No, I didn't see that, but that nearly ruined Cuba Gooding's career. Nearly. Yeah. It ruined Horatio Sands' career because where the fuck has he been? It's like, wow, what a plot. Two straight guys go on a cruise, but it's a gay cruise. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. Pitch that movie. Probably a straight guy who is a homophobe. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> we could write so many gay jokes and get away with it. Uh, yeah, I never saw that. Anyway, wow. Not sure how that that tangent happened between Dracula and Boat Trip, but... Well... Yeah. It looks like a very dark type of movie. Again, just like... It really, really sucks that everything has to be like a big spectacle. You know... They're trying to make like horror movies into blockbusters, and sometimes hey, we're not you just need like a good. Yet. Hold on, <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> well, you just ruined my argument. <laughs> but no, I I hear you. Um, well, now I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll we'll get all into it. Um, so speaking of, you ready to jump into Renfield? Oh, I want to talk about this movie so much. All right, let's talk about it. Where do we start? Um, I mean, we can start with I loved it and you thought it was okay. Yeah, I'd give it like a 6 out of 10. I mean, overall it was a fun watch. I didn't hate the movie by any means. Thought it could have used more of uh Nicolas Cage and what's the dude's name? I'm bad with that. Nicholas Holt. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. I was like, are they both named Nicholas? Can't be. <laughs> Differently. Yeah, but... One has an H. <clears throat> but they... Uh, I really enjoyed their chemistry. And I thought it needed more of those two together. It was almost like this was more of a crime action shoot 'em up And Dracula kind of shows up occasionally. You're not, you're not wrong. And I kind of... Going into this movie, and I think the marketing uh, team did a great job because I felt like what we saw in the trailer reflected what we saw in the movie. There was no, like, trickery. Where did they show all the action stuff and, like, high-speed chases and slow motion? They showed, they showed a, I mean, you knew it was going to be an action movie. At least I went in knowing it was going to be, like, not, like, necessarily, like, shoot 'em up type of thing. But they show you when all like the uh, like Teddy Lobo's dudes with the masks go into the fucking cafe with the guns, uh-huh. uh, and then Nicolas Cage is sliding under dudes' legs and punching people's heads off and beating people with like other severed limbs. It's like, okay, this is gonna be a high concept like horror action comedy, and I think on that front they delivered because that's what was being sold. Uh, what we talked about, I would have liked a little more character stuff between yeah. Nicholas because all right, we got to talk about Nicholas Cage's Dracula. 
Oh yeah, he was ten out of ten. Yeah, ten out, 10 of, out 10. of ten. He was great. No problems there. I really because he wanted to play Dracula for so long, actual Dracula that like he just he just understands this character. I feel like. Yeah, I couldn't help but realize he kind of looks a lot like Marilyn Manson when he's Dracula, <laughs> right? He might need, yeah, Marilyn Manson if he just had a little Botox work. Because Marilyn Manson's face is sagging like, sagging like hell. <laughs> yeah. I can't even think of a good, <laughs> a good metaphor for that. But <laughs> sagging like two soggy fucking hamburger buns. <laughs> but yeah, um... Nicholas Cage was awesome, man. He was very, you were just drawn to him anytime he was on the screen. And he did strike a intimidating presence. You know, you felt scared of this guy. So he was very convincing. Yeah. And Nicholas Holt was great as well. As Renfield. He is also becoming like a really, and it, it's funny because every time I see, every time I see him casting something, I'm like, oh, Nicholas Holt's in this movie. That's fine, I guess. And when I see the movie, I love. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but I love him in everything I've seen him in. But I'm never hyped that he's in a movie. <laughs> I mean, he's a charming dude in this movie. Yeah. He nails the serious parts. He nails the funny parts. His timing with the jokes and the jokes landed for me. I I thought it was the jo- and the screen the screenplay was based on a story written by Robert Kirkman, who wrote, who wrote the Walking Dead comics and the Invincible comics. If you haven't, I think. You're not a big comic book reader. You used nah, to be. Not really. It's never have been. I totally, it's a lot of effort to read, but I, I bought, mean, I uh, do read. I'm just not a big comic <laughs> book guy. <laughs> You're like, it's okay, Phil. Not everybody knows how to read. You don't have to only read instruction manuals for trucks. <laughs> you hey, fucking hillbilly. A poor old <laughs> hillbilly. What is reading? He's just a big, dumb animal. Isn't he? Folks? <laughs> uh, but no, um, I feel like if you're going to pick up any comic book, uh, Invincible is the one to pick up because it is just it totally flips the superhero genre like on its head and it's super meta, but emotional, really good writing. Um, but yeah, I feel like this movie, it the jokes hit and I felt it. Well, that makes sense because now that you mention it, this does have a comic book feel to it. Like graphic novel. Yeah. Because it was a little like, obviously, it's rated R. The CGI blood uh, could have done yeah, less of that. Uh, they did do a lot of practical effects, though. Yeah, the stuff when you see Dracula early on, he's all decrepit. And you can just tell that's all yeah, actual makeup effects. I was like, this is awesome. It was, it was goopy. Yeah. It looked very goopy and gooey. And also, um, just the classic images in the intro of like kind of like mirroring the old like Dracula movie with Bela Lugosi. Like I, those shots I wanted more of beautiful. that. That's what I wanted more of. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I would have loved I would have loved if this was a character driven kind of like a like if Ty West wrote this, like a Pearl-esque type of movie. Well, I threw this out to you. I was like, what if they sort of did these flashback scenes and you see these two together throughout different time periods? Starting with like the Hammer Horror era into the 60s yeah. and 70s and 80s, I thought that would have been cool. And even if they wanted to keep the like keep it comedic, there's that. I feel like your idea opens up the door to so many other possibilities, even with comedy, just to go through the different eras and the different like styles of clothing and 
because they've been on this earth for years and hundreds of years. Yeah. So you could have really played with that. Um, again, another idea that could have happened, but didn't. Um, this was just a fun nonsense. Don't really have to think about it type of movie. Yeah. Uh, and when it did get, it, I did enjoy when it got serious about like, you know, the, uh, being a codependent and stuff like that. I, I know you want to talk about Aquafina. I said no such thing. No, go ahead. I see it in your eyes. Damn it. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> but no, all the therapy stuff. Great. I enjoyed all that stuff. All the jokes landed. The guy that was like leading the therapy group. He was hilarious. He was good. Um, also shout out, which I didn't even realize the chick with the short hair is the girl from uh terrifier jenna jenna cattrell or something like that she's like the main chick oh nice in terrifier was bobby uh, kelly I... in there the comedian <laughs> i know who you're talking yeah. about um i don't think it was bobby kelly I... I looked at the imdb list and i didn't see I it i could have swore that was him it looked exactly it was the mustache that looked exactly like it but caroline williams was in it which was great right. to see her little cameo and Little, yeah, little one and talked it up with uh, Teddy Lobo and William Ragsdale was also in it, which I completely forgot about. He was in the restaurant. Yeah, like there there are a lot of cameos in this now that you mention it. And you know what? Cameos for I, I love because it seemed like, um, you know, the director and the writer, they obviously love horror movies to cast William Ragsdale of Fright Night and one of the most popular vampire movies in horror or cinema uh and then to cast the uh jenna i'm, I'm gonna butcher her last name jenna cantrell or jenna something mm -hmm. cattrell from terrifier glad to see her uh, continue to get acting work even if it's a bit part and caroline williams like they i feel like this movie wasn't super serious and it didn't need to be because it was just fun and it was fun to see those actors on screen again it was fun to see Nicolas Cage as Dracula, and I really hope we get more. I really, I really want it. I feel like everyone's gravitating towards Nicolas Cage as Dracula. I agree. I would love to see Nicolas Cage do something else with Dracula, but this did flop pretty bad. Uh, it didn't make a lot of money like, as it was projected. Like ten million. The Pope's Exorcist Oof. made like thirty million. Wow! What a travesty. Wow! That movie wasn't even playing in my theater over here. Like, was it playing near you? I didn't check. I saw the trailer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to go see Russell Crowe fight a demon. <laughs> oh, get out of there, demon. I was like, hard pass. No. Yeah, no, no, no. See that? Yeah, true story. And the Vatican's burning down and he's putting demons in headlocks. It's like, yeah, that actually happened. Got it. Got it. But how does that happen? How does something like it Renfield? No, I mean, like, how does Renfield? <laughs> I mean, I guess it, it's still in theaters. It'll, I'm sure it'll pull in some more, but I don't think it, it's not going to be anywhere close to a box office success. Which no, is kind of unless, unless it holds really well for the next couple weekends, uh, because word of mouth also helps. And it seemed like this movie had a lot of hype just surrounding Nicolas Cage as Dracula. Yeah, I was really surprised with those box office numbers. Yeah, what was um? I mean, Super Mario Brothers is crushing right now. It made another eighty million after like another five hundred million. Uh, 
or something like that. Um, maybe not 500 million, but it's made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's no way Renfield is going to be number one, uh, with super Mario brothers still hanging around, but yeah, I thought it was going to be, um, I didn't hear any negative, uh, reactions to it though. I know I saw some people preface their review with like, I don't know what people are talking about. I love this movie. And I was like, I didn't really hear any, any, anyone talking bad about it. Did you? I've seen some. Um, I'm on the horror Reddit threads. Oh, yeah, you're a Reddit man. I'm a Reddit man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your platform of choice? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of scrolling through uh, the thread for this movie, and there were some criticisms with it. It was mostly positive. But I I saw some some valid points. Maybe I contributed a couple. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. Who knows? You'll have Allegedly. to check the Reddit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I didn't, I knew when I was going to see this movie and maybe it's because I'm uh, just a big Nicolas Cage fan. Uh, I didn't mind. I, I knew I wasn't going to get anything deep rooted in like anything serious. I knew it wasn't going to be like, well, they did kind of you know, everything everywhere all at once. They did try to shoehorn level. in some seriousness there with the sister between Aquafina and her sister. And there was like the subplot of their dad died and had a little soft piano music playing. It was <laughs> like, mm, felt like they, they really wedged that in there to try to get some emotional gravitas. Yeah, just to flesh out her character a little bit, literally the exposition. It was like, oh, all right, her dad killed, uh, her dad was killed by Teddy Lobo. That's why she wants to take down the family. All right, that's another tie-in. I really wasn't, like you said, I was more drawn to the Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Holt chemistry, where mm-hmm. I was like, the other stuff is fine. I'm not really paying attention to that. Like, it, it was good enough where it held it. It didn't ruin it for me. Yeah, like the big fight scenes the one at the hotel where it's just so over the top, man, it, all the slow-mo. It's like the slow-mo was killing like, bro. What is this? The matrix? Come on. I was like, let's see some like real, just like fast action. Everything. Every time someone does a somersault, somersault, frog splash, Nicholas Holt, really double clotheslines, two people. <laughs> King. He's got the severed arm. King. That's what it felt like. There this go. was a uh, Royal rumble. It was hell in a cell. The Vat and the Bat 2023. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I would have been mad. I would have been upset with the movie if they marketed it as like an eerie, creepy, like thriller type of deal. And then it was just like John Wick, Dracula. See, I, but, I just don't remember the trailer that well. But for me personally, I, I would have liked it to have been a little slower, maybe just more of a character study. That is fair. Like, make it a quirky little comedy between Nicolas Cage and Holt. I think it also depends on what writers you have for it. Obviously, Robert Kirkman wrote the story, and this could potentially work as a comic book. Like, he could have, like, he could literally, this could literally be a comic book. Oh, yeah, easily. And uh, if you get a writer who is in the more serious tone, maybe like, like Ty West or someone like that, or someone that has a little more that just wants to peel back the layers a little more and just like make a more toned down, 
intimate type of movie rather than make it so big budget and over the top. But again, I guess, like I said, this blockbuster worked for me, but I'm, I am tired of horror movies being uh, sold and made as big blockbuster spectacles like Transformers or Marvel movies. Like, no, let's just like go back to the the classic age of like horror where like it's scary. And it's meant to be a horror movie. You don't need to always mix it with the comedy. You don't need to always mix it with action. Yeah. It could just be a straight up horror movie. I mean, I guess they they were successful in pulling that off with this movie. A lot of people are stoked on this movie. I've seen a lot of people say this is their favorite movie of the year. And I can see why. It is a fun movie. Um, I told you, I was like... Yeah, it was pretty good. It's a one and done watch for me. When you were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go see it again tomorrow night," I was like, "Yeah, have fun, buddy." Um, yeah, honestly, like if someone, I really hope someone puts this on tape because I will buy it. I will watch this movie. I I think this is a fun. I think this is a fun movie. I really enjoyed it. I get why. I because I know your taste and you know my taste. I I thought you were gonna love this movie, but I could see I you have valid reasons why it's just like a yeah, it was fun, but. Don't need to see it again. Throw away yeah, type mean, of movie. I'd watch it again if I was hanging out with somebody that had never seen it. And I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be torture to rewatch it. Um, can we talk no. about, all right, Aquafina. So yeah, man, I had no idea who Aquafina is. I think she really, yeah. Really? What does she do? What does she, I saw her. So she was things. on hot ones, right? She was on Hot Ones. Uh, she has a show called Nora from Queens. She was in uh, Shang-Chi, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, so many things. She was a rapper. She was a musician before she started acting. And she just got like, I feel like she's like the go-to like golden comedy chick right now. Really? <laughs> I, I mean... Uh, <laughs> People love her. I love her. I, I didn't know anything about her. So I was like, who's this new actress? I have no idea who this is. Yeah, she's been around um, for a half minute. And, it, and she was fine up to a point, but about halfway through the movie, I think it was like when she had Nicholas Holt handcuffed in the apartment and she angrily answered her phone. She was like, what? Yeah, I'm here in the apartment. No, I'm not getting these cookies. Hold on, hold on. I was like, the murder. Cookies. It was at that moment where I was like, I don't like this actress. She's just one note, just angry, like, oh, oh my god. I was like, that's her the entire <laughs> fucking movie. I'm well, sorry, be- I just didn't like her performance. I mean, she would have been great for like a minor character, but as the lead, nah, or co-lead, yeah. yeah sorry, but no. I mean, maybe. Li- I hear you, and I know what you're saying. And I love Aquafina. I didn't think her performance was mind blowing or incredible. Was it one note? Yeah, a little bit, a little maybe bit. two. Did it ruin the movie for me? It didn't ruin it. I I like her brand of comedy. I just like her as a person. So like, I didn't really. I I don't think she ever played like. It maybe it could have been the direction from the director that said you're a hard nosed cop. Just be Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon, and she like just completely like, fumbled it, but. I, I thought she was funny. I thought her delivery was funny. I liked the jokes that they gave her. One note cop. I'll get, I'll give you that all day. Yeah. 
like just one type of emotion. Just, <laughs> oh, I'm frustrated. Let's, so by the end of it, I'm I was like, I, I was now. like, I am over this. Whoever the hell this is acting in this movie, I'm over it. I'm amazed that you have never heard of Aquafina. She's like, she's so huge. I've heard the name and I was scrolling through. We both love hot ones. I was like, huh, Aquafina. That's an odd name. All right. I never watched the episode, but I've just seen her name around. I've never watched anything. I don't know how you never watched the episode because you were on the episode. You asked her questions. That's true. You gave her the win. This is hot ones right now. Kind of, kind of surreal how you don't remember. <laughs> This is an out of body experience right now. <laughs> I feel like I need some Aquafina. Uh, um, but no, I totally get it. Um, I you might like her in other things. I mean, she was another. Uh, what was that movie where she? Um, yeah, it was some movie where her. I forgot what it was. The farewell. It's called. Never heard of. Where? It. Um, no, no. Um, it's. I never watch it. Um, but it's a more serious, like dramatic role. Uh, where like her grandma is like dying and they kind of like her whole family, like kind of like, you know, gives her like a celebration of life and stuff like that. Pretty sure it's something like that. Um, but yeah, also I love how they didn't use that overused line from the trailer that I absolutely Which hate one? where it was like, um, where she's handcuffed to the couch or whatever. And she, and he's like, um, Dracula's I work for Dracula. And, and she's like, so you're the guy who gets the villains postmates. That line makes my ass. <laughs> I can't understand. I can't begin to describe to tell you how much I hate that line. And they cut it out of the movie. And I'm so glad they did. Cause as much as I saw the trailer, yeah. I was like, all right, this line needs to go. I don't recall that line from the trailer, but yeah, that's really bad. Not good in my eyes. You know but, what? Uh, some of, a lot of the humor, uh, maybe just some of the humor didn't quite land. A lot of the jokes from Aquafina, the whole fuck you, Kyle. That got old really quick. <laughs> I was like, man, what are we doing here? Oh, Nicolas Cage is back. Thank God. Okay, I like this movie now. <laughs> now it's uh, back to Fast and the Furious with Aquafina and Oh, Dracula showed up showed up again. Oh my god, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna dude, weaponize I'm Dracula so and use him like a <laughs> nuclear bomb. Like what? Social commentary on the military in America, you know? Uh no. Hashtag team, um, dude. <laughs> so deep we're going real girl we're peeling back the layers shrek style um but no i'm so glad that this movie didn't i'm so glad the movie utilized nicholas cage as much as they did because he could have been just in the background and just like kind of like a catalyst for nicholas holt to like be really in the forefront but he was in it for a decent amount of time yeah and i feel like with a seasoned actor like you like if you book nicholas cage as dracula you got to let the bat fly a little bit. Yeah. I think he needed like five to eight more minutes of flight time. Let that bat really spread its wings. You know, I, I would have, I would have loved to flight from Ten New minutes. York to California, six hours of it. <laughs> but nonstop. But yeah. I think everybody agrees, at least from what I've seen that it needed more Nicholas cage. And you know what? It's so funny how the narrative of Nicolas Cage has changed because years ago people would be like, get the fuck out of here. We don't need any Nicolas Cage. And now it's just like, I don't want to say it's cool to like Nicolas Cage, but I like know what you mean though. Yeah. Right. Like people were just like, Oh, Nicolas Cage is in so many movies. He does garbage. He does straight to DVD movies. 
The Wicker Man. And now, oh, what? The Wicker Man. Oh, not the. Bees. I mean, dude, I will, dude. I've rented that movie. I would say like five times, and I was sick. I I remember where I was. I was supposed to go go karting with some friends when I was seventeen. Well, this was two thousand six. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were. That was right at that time. And uh, I got sick, and I had my mom go to Blockbuster, and she rented me Wicker Man with the Nicolas Cage one, and I ate pasta from Portofino, and watched it, and was like, fuck yeah. And I was like, this is horrible, but in the best way possible. I've never sat down and watched the actual movie, but I remember in the early days of YouTube, that was like, hey, what's a funny thing to watch on YouTube? I was like, whoa, you gotta watch the Wicker Man best of scenes. Where he just <laughs> yeah. punches random people for no reason. In a bear suit, yeah. It was great. Yeah. I mean, if you the good the thing about Nicolas Cage is that I think people are getting to now. He's just an interesting man to watch work. Yeah. Because he always puts a hundred percent like I, I I always go back to this GQ interview that he did where kind of he goes through like a lot of his most notable roles. And just the way he like describes how like he finds the character and his prep work to like uh, for all these roles, it's like this dude doesn't—he doesn't half-ass anything. This yeah. dude's talking about German expressionism in Face Off. Wow, like that is mad genius. Yeah, and I mean, on top of that, he's just a good actor. I mean, yeah, he's unhinged in a lot of these low-budget type of movies, but. He he does have but he some. He brings something to yeah. it. He brings just a whole lot of weight. Yeah, he's got some solid credentials behind him. What have you? All right, top five Nicolas Cage movies. Oh God, I know you've seen more than five, but narrow it down to five. <sighs> maybe no maybe like Raising either. Arizona, um, Face Off. Let's see what else. He put me on the spot. Um, I'm sorry. What's the, I can shout out Nicolas Cage movies for you. Throw one out. Uh, there's Leaving Las Vegas. There's a uh, Family Man. Um, What's the one where he? I don't know if you remember this movie, but this waitress gets a winning lottery ticket, and he plays a cop that goes to her diner a lot. It's called It Could Happen to You. I think it's like oh, this early um, '90s romantic comedy. I always liked it. I never, I don't think I've ever heard of that one, but I'm definitely going to check it out because early 90s uh, Nicolas Cage is fucking wonderful. Um, who's the, do you remember the actress in it? I don't. Are you looking it up? Uh, Con Air, dude. <laughs> I mean, he's unhinged in Con Air, but great movie. Con, Con Air is great. Gone in 60 seconds. Great. <laughs> also great. Uh, what's the one? Um, oh, adaptation oh. is another good one. Mandy. I was waiting. Yeah, I was waiting for. Totally it. forgot. So yeah, yeah, Color Out of Space also great. That's a really great movie. Um, shit. If I had to pick five, I think I'd do this real quick. Vampires Kiss. Um, Mandy. I have to go Raising Arizona too. My dad showed me that when I was a kid. Um. Birdie, which is a really good movie. If you haven't seen Birdie, it's a really good one. Uh, it's with Matthew, him and Matthew Modine. And uh, 
he plays like this uh this you know army veteran who comes home and realizes that his army buddy is like in like a mental institution and like he doesn't talk he doesn't speak and it kind of has a bunch of flashbacks from when they were younger and stuff like that and growing up uh it's really good and like i think it's one of his best performances uh nice that's four um oh and fucking face off can't go wrong with that, face that off. has to be in there i'm gonna take his it's- face off <laughs> Also, let's we we would be <laughs> remiss if we didn't mention John Travolta acting like Nicolas Cage in that movie. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> just though I have it saved my phone from when I was watching it like a while ago, where John Travolta uh, sees like, well, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta's body sees John Travolta and Nicolas Cage's body for the first time, and he's like, "Ooh, you good looking, <laughs> you hot." And it's like, wow, this is fucking so horrible, <laughs> but. Oh man, I haven't seen that in so long, but I distinctly remember renting that from Blockbuster in like ninety six, seven, whenever that came out. That was a good weekend watch. Oh, yeah. Uh in the That 90s. was one that like that you and your dad could both watch. Yeah, it was just so it was just so unhinged. Yeah, that was a good one, man. Um and uh yeah, Conair is also a great, really great creepy performance from Steve Buscemi in that movie too. Well, let's see. Renfield, any other thoughts, Doug? feel like we kind of covered it yeah i I feel like we talked a lot about it i mean um do we have a new candidate for the the spirit award next year at spookies get the fuck out of here i'll put it on there just for you it's a candidate (laughs) all right fine it'll (laughs) she'll be a bullet point in the category melissa Barrera spirit award and hey she was she was good in scream six but it's still the name of the award no no problems there I'll give that to Dermot Mulroney all day. <laughs> Fucking bum. <laughs> you still can't let it go. Just, I saw that movie three unwanted times. Oh, shit. It's just ingrained in my head. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I would totally see, I think out of all the movie, I mean, how many movies have came out this year that we both saw? I, this might be my favorite one uh, if right now. I mean, so far, it's only April. Uh, we had Scream Six. We had, I mean, I. Are we just counting horror movies, or are we counting all movies? Uh, whatever. Because I saw this movie a couple weeks ago called The Thousand and One. I was bawling out in the theater. My eyes were not okay. A new movie. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a new movie. It's about this woman who gets out of prison and rescues her son from foster care, and it kind of goes through each decade, uh, showing how they like evolve and grow and just their situation really good movie uh definitely a tearjerker uh i was crying with a bunch of other people in the movie who was probably like fuck is wrong with this guy uh i was about to say it sounds really uplifting yeah yeah if you really want to have a good time you really want wholesome family fun watch this movie a thousand and one um but uh there was this uh these three women older women in front of me had to be like i don't know late 50s 60s and I bought like this gigantic cookie from the concession stand yeah. uh, over at a uh, cinema arts center over here. Um, and I was waiting until the movie started to open it, but like I was opening it as, you know, the fucking like the intro, not the intro of the movie, but like the companies and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And all I hear is this woman in front of me, like, yeah, you better open it. I'm like, bitch, I want to pay attention to the movie too. That's why I'm opening it now. What? 
Be like, I, I just thought it was funny. Hey, why don't you mind your business, lady? <laughs> just shut up. I should have just opened it up right next to her ear. <laughs> Dude, if I called out people at the theater for every little thing, I mean, you just keep it to yourself. And you go to the Alamo where people are like chowing down on like steak dinners. You want to hear my biggest one? Apparently, I, I'm just, this is just a me thing. But they don't do I don't know. they don't do refills at the Alamo. So you get like say, hey, I want a cup of water. Cup of ice water, right? So people will finish their water and every two minutes toss back ice into their mouth to chew on ice. And it's so loud. It's like every two How many people do that? During Renfield, there were three separate people scattered around the theater. Wow, I, you fucking you had coordinates ears on them. Like, huh? What? Who has yeah, ice in their I mouth? Would just, What's wrong with you? But it's so loud. That's I mean, that's I'm a, I mean, I'm I'm with you on like the loud like disturbances during movies. If people, if I see a light go off on someone's fucking phone during a movie, I want to smack that shit out of their hands immediately. I I will. I would love to just like take their phone and toss it back. I, but yeah, the ice thing that would get fucking annoying. I never. Yeah, I forgot. I never had. I forgot what movie it was. It was at the Alamo, maybe like a couple months ago. The guy directly beside me was doing it, and it—I mean, it's right beside my ear. So imagine somebody shaking a cup of ice beside your ear every two minutes while you're trying to watch a movie. It got to the point I, I went like, I just did that every time he did it. Like, dude, what are you six? I need to chew on ice. Like you're grown ass man, put the fucking ice down. Wait till that shit melts and drink it like a real human. Yeah. Or get more. What do you water. want? Some Yahtzee dice over there? Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like does someone have a shake weight in here? What's going on? I don't, am I the asshole? I don't get it. No, no. I feel like there's like certain rules that people need to respect while they're at the movies, and some people are disrespectful. Did I? Did I tell you? I'm pretty sure I told you. That when me, Holly, and my other friend Steve, we went to go see uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once in the theater at like 10.45 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Holly saw it already. We just didn't see it in the theater. I bought it at home. Holly signed into my Amazon and watched it. Steve's never seen uh-huh. it. So I'm really surprised I never told I might have told you this. Um, so we're sitting in the back row. It's a small theater. We uh, went to this AMC up the road that had heated seats. Whoa. It looked like a fucking airport in there. That's cool. I was like, are we about to like fly to like uh, like Russia or something? What's going on? <laughs> uh, but it was super nice AMC. Only time I'll shout out AMC. Um, or Russia. But yeah. Or yeah, actually, yeah, probably not a good. <laughs> well, I don't know why that country yeah, popped like, in my head. But... Out of all the countries? Hey, where are we going to Russia? <laughs> <laughs> hey, where are we flying to Afghanistan? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> You know, we might as well just go to Nam. Let's uh, let's do the time warp again and go back to the '60s and go to Nam. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, we're booking a family vacation. Russia, it is. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, Russia's not a good idea. Um, yeah, so 10:45 a.m. We're just vibing. They have like uh, we bought bagels. We brought bagels, uh, but they had like um, you could get like real food there. So they had the trays. Yeah. Um, Movie starts, starts like dialogues happening. It's the in the the intro to the movie. Some guy in a row ahead of us 
two rows ahead of us or a couple. It was it looked very short, but a couple rows ahead of us picks up his phone and has a full on conversation. Oh no. Full on conversation. Like no like not like hey, I'll call you back in a moment. Right. Hey, how are like what are you doing? What's going on? Oh, no. Some old guy. So he's like, yeah, so, you know, I got this going on today. And my friend Steve is like, shut like, get off your phone. <laughs> Dude didn't even turn around. Just acted like he didn't hear anything. Could have been fucking the wind passing his ear. And then I was like, hey, if you don't want to watch the movie, get the fuck outside. Nothing. And then Steve is like, hey, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> this dude next to Steve starts throwing popcorn out of him. <laughs> like a fucking circus. I've never I've never seen this before Good. in my entire life. There's two old ladies. Just dump some it's ice me, on them. Holly, two old, yeah. <laughs> just hold him down and shake ice by he's his just ears. Like, like, just pour it on his head. He wasn't, he was ignoring all of us. I went, I'm like, all right, I got up. And I went to the usher. I'm like, yeah, there's some dude like literally having a conversation on his phone in the theater. Went back in there. Uh, when I went in there, the guy was off his phone. And the usher kind of just did his job and just hung around. Uh-huh. And then the guy who was on his phone just left and never came back. What the fuck? Imagine imagine being that disrespectful. Like, yeah, I'm going to the casino this weekend. Me and my friends Bobby were putting down some money. Like, what are you, what are you doing? He bought a ticket to go see the fucking movie. And then he just left. Like, that dude deserves to get, like, a Brooklyn beatdown and curb well, stomp. Sounds like he was about to get one. <laughs> Yo, I've never witnessed someone throwing food at someone. I mean, that was well-deserved. So. Oh, I wish I would have threw a brick at his face. <laughs> that would have shut him up. Some people just don't have that thing where they're like... Is this inconsiderate? Is this rude? I always want... Because you see it all the time. People in public just doing shit. Where it's like... Hey, other people live in this world too. Like, dude. If I'm driving behind somebody and I see them litter. Like, we all know people litter. We see trash on the ground. You accept it. But it's rare to see it in progress. And if there's one thing that makes my fucking blood boil, it, see somebody throwing a bag of trash out the window, I will lay on my horn. I'll pull up beside <laughs> him at a red light. Be like, hey, go pick up your trash, you piece of shit. Hey, try going green, scumbag. <laughs> or just, hey, uh, I, try being a decent human being. Like, it's in your car. You, you're, you're probably going to be near a garbage can at some that's point. That's the thing. Like, It's just... To your point, I will say, I will tell you a really bad story. When I was 17, I had a bag of, I don't know, fast food, Wendy's, McDonald's. I don't know what it was. Okay. Case, I'm not like this anymore. I was 17. I'm just going to reiterate that. Hey, we've all done stupid stuff. but Especially when you're that young and you really don't give a shit. And you're not really conscious of, you know, being respectful or, you know, Mother Earth. Uh, Mother Earth, Father Sky, and your dear Uncle Um <laughs> Do it to but it. But I was on a. <laughs> we'll all be doing this by Labor Day. <laughs> um, it was me and my like my friend Eric was in the passenger seat. My friend Sean was in the back, or vice versa. And I was like, we were just driving down. I know we were near Cornflower Field in Levittown. Driving down this suburban street next to a field, houses, big bag of trash, like just filled to the brim. And I just roll down my window. Oh shit! And wing it, and some guy is outside. <laughs> 
And all I hear him go is, hey! I was like, I was, like I, was, I was a kid, so I was just like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. But now it makes me cringe. But I know you would have, I know you would have, like, if you had, if you were, like, a dad on your lawn that had a hose, you would just spray it at my car. 100%. That would be. And I deserve it. Like, I would have hey. deserved it. I mean, we all have those <laughs> dumb things we look back on. You know, it happens. But at least, you know, like, you have the the judgment now to be like, oh, that was wrong. I learned from this. But there's people in their 40s, 50s, just driving around, throwing trash out the window. Yeah, like, still. Why don't they you don't, just the... take that steering wheel and yank it real hard to the right? Just right <laughs> off that fucking cliff. See you later. Crash into a telephone Please. Bowl. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the entitlement really Yeah. that like knowing that someone will pick it up and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. That's just straight up disrespectful to even yourself. Like it's an, it's an embarrassment Yeah. that someone would just do that. I agree. Wow. I didn't think the Redfield trailer was going to turn into this, but Hey, whatever. We go a lot of places, even in our reviews. Yeah. Well, dog, I, it's a long, I think we'll. Wrap this one up. We're over an hour and 20 minutes. Seems to be our sweet spot. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, didn't even realize it's been an hour and a half. Yeah, man. Well, getting there. But yeah, hey, seeing Evil Dead rise tomorrow night. That's going to be great. We'll probably have a review of that. Take your shirt off. Next weekend. Come on and rise up. I went to high school in the same town that P.D. Pablo grew up in. Really? Yeah. He shouts out Green County in that song. Green County's where I grew up. Green County's like a dot on the map. So that's, I mean, in that first verse, he says a whole lot of towns. Oh, yeah. And, and I recognize a lot of them. So like, he's really representing. I know, <laughs> I know some, I mean, I bought that album, Petey Pablo First Entry, I believe it's called. Uh, I bought that album along with the Puddle of Mud album at the same time. Uh, One but of those that, is that better first than album, the other. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Petey Pablo all day. Yeah. Uh, that should be your anthem. Actually, that's the Carolina Hurricanes hockey team. That's their goal scoring song. Anytime they score. Yeah, yeah, baby. So that's amazing. Whenever I go to watch hockey games there, it's once they blast that on the speaker, people start spinning their towels around. Yeah. yeah. I'll do that all the way from New York. I'll represent <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah. Every, every, uh, that's going to be us at VHS Fest. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a crop top. I'm going to be sweating my tits off. <laughs> Yeah, so we got Evil Dead tomorrow. Well, Evil Dead for me tomorrow. Doug's going to catch it on Saturday? Saturday morning. Saturday Bright morning. Early. All right. Well, hey, maybe we possibly do like a Saturday recording of it. We got Stavros that day, uh, so I'll be out pretty early on Saturday. Oh, okay. That's the that's the only reason why I'm going to see it in the morning. Oh, wait, you got a show Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll coordinate schedules. This is... We'll figure it. Yeah, Sunday. I'm pretty sure this is us every week. All right, hey, what's your schedule? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like it's like a business meeting, and it's usually me just saying, "I I could only record this window of time." And I'm like, "Oh, I have this thing going on on those free days." That... But we got it. We make this shit. Yeah, work. Yeah, we're making it work. It is what it is. All right, Doug. Let's wrap this one up. This has been fun. If you're still listening, thank you so much. We love you dearly, and I swear we are going to start putting out more episodes again because I miss talking to this guy over here. I love him. 
You know, I love this fucking guy over here. I'm so glad that we get to talk shit about movies in front of you people and all that. We're going to be doing YouTube hangouts. We're going to be doing Instagram hangouts. We're going to have the cannolis <laughs> next to us. We're going to have the Italian cream sauce. <laughs> I got nothing else to add to that. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Love you. Love you, too. Shit.